0: Hey guys, it's the VH Podcast. A few quick thoughts considering what's going on at the moment in our society. Today is June 10th, uh, 2020, and it feels like there has been some sort of shift in our society at the moment, and we think it's important that we are not only aware of it, but that we press on to make sure that there is lasting change. We recorded this podcast with our guest a few weeks ago. Our guest is an author, an entrepreneur, and a music fan. Our conversation with him was long, wide-ranging, and hit on some of the stuff going on right now at about the hour mark of this episode. It's a long one, but I guarantee you it's worth your time. Thanks for listening.
1: Presenting the Village Headmaster Podcast with Moezy and Wemsey.
0: What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Moezy.
2: Well, MC here. Shout out to my people worldwide. This
0: is the Village Headmaster Podcast, and we're back.
2: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. This has been a minute, bro. How you been? Well,
2: there have uh, uh, been better times, but uh, we're, we're fighting through it. We're fighting
0: through it. I'm excited, man. I'm not going to let your uh, better times speech dampen my mood right now. I'm hyped, <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest. That's part of the reason why I'm hype. Uh,
2: for this special, special episode, we have a distinguished speaker, guest, extraordinaire, Nifemi Ah, <laughs> uh, Just uh, a quick bio on uh, Nifemi. Uh, I've known uh, Nifemi for uh, the better part of uh, two years now. And uh, he is the CEO and founder of Pa. and uh, he's going to go into detail about some of the great work uh, they're doing on the continent and in the U.S. Uh, he recently authored a book that we'll also get a chance to, to explore on this uh, podcast, and it, it, it delves into the intersectionality of music, technology, and culture. Super excited to have him on the. He's gonna be with us the entire show. We're gonna talk about other topics, but, uh bro, welcome on board.
0: Welcome.
1: Yo, thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, man. Uh, I had to, I had to put it on mute. I was laughing with, during that introduction, like.
0: <laughs>
1: but that was good. I like, I like it.
0: Like, you know, we <laughs> got to bring the energy now. You know.
2: Yeah, 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 nice one, nice one, nice
0: one. Thanks for having me. I'm happy hey,
2: here. You know, uh, as part of your press junket, if you need anyone to hype you up before you yeah, go on any yeah. other podcast, just hit us up. Yeah,
1: oh, just, just send me the snippet of that
0: intro, and I can take it. You know that I think that would be enough. Intro music. First thing I gotta yeah. say, though, dope name, quack quack Dope name. I saw it and I was like, ooh, I like it. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Thank, you. thank, you. thank you, man.
1: Thanks, thanks. I'm coming. Back i'm glad you can resonate the the name funny enough it's you know it connects with some people for some people it's just like uh um they don't know how to pronounce it especially yeah. so just to kind of just zoom in so basically as a company i started in 2015 right let's just put it in there somewhere <laughs> it's kind of getting blurry these days but yeah uh <laughs> and um I started it while I was at business school, then um, finished business school, went back to Nigeria in 2016, and basically what we do so far is we advise international companies that are trying to expand into the Nigerian and the African market, right? So, basically, most of our clients are, non, are non-Nigerian, so um, European Um, South African because the way, you know, the corporate structure is when you went for the departments that are focused on the African continent, you know, they kind of break it down to like the EMEA group. So most of my clients are in Europe or South Africa. So those guys have a hard time pronouncing the name. They're like,
2: what is this? Kappa Kappa? What? (laughs) 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 So,
1: So the name. The name, it, it like, you know, it's challenges now. Like for some people. Meanwhile, in Nigeria, like, I think the last year or something, because I've been consistent with it. Like some people are now even coming to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that pop, pop, pop guy, right? You understand what I'm saying? So it's catchy on one end, but on the other end, it's like a struggle for some people. Like so, <laughs> double-edged sword. I got you. I, 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 yeah. I think I think it's brilliant.
2: Is uh, yeah, you know, uh we all we all grew up in Lagos, so uh, uh we, we know what pap is all about oh, that, and no.
1: shop shop, you know.
2: And from uh, from the US, you know, every time we hear it's such an untapped market. It's emerging. It, they have 200 million people. So mm-hmm. uh what has been your experience helping get people there? Uh, uh is it difficult? Is it uh, a cakewalk? Uh, uh, what, no, what, no. What's What what
1: Cakewalk now, man. It's just like, ah, man, business in Nigeria is tough, man. You know, like, so business anywhere obviously is tough. You're trying to manage a whole bunch of things. You're trying to grow the business. You're trying to make sure revenue is coming in, trying to motivate staff, all that kind of stuff, right? But Nigeria, there's like just the Nigeria factor, you know, that is, is just quite different. So, you know for me funny enough sometimes i'm not sometimes when a lot of my work right since i'm still in the business development phase of the business a lot of my efforts is in the sales aspect like trying to find clients trying to find customers you know um which a lot of that i've been doing like online right so like um email marketing a lot of my um let's say outreach processes online right so i can pretty much work wherever most of my work is on my laptop right i'm i'm way more productive when i'm in the u.s right because in nigeria there are just all the different factors all of a sudden the internet is not working you have to switch from a and I have to switch from Swift to um, Smile Network, you know. Just and you have to buy two different types so that you know, so you can at least have some have kind backup, of redundant yeah. service. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, an, another part of doing business in Nigeria is like people value face-to-face meetings, which is going to hopefully change. I don't know, chef. But um, so you know, trust is a big problem we have so people want to sit down look this person in the eye and have discussions you know um so when business is built on that kind of well i say people have to go to meetings and traffic is a big thing right so in lagos um man it got to a point where i was just like okay if i can achieve one thing
2: yeah good man
1: like yeah, so like coming come, coming from the US, you know, you can easily be very productive. Do this, you have this on your agenda, you um you finish this meeting thirty minutes later, you move on, you blah 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 boom, you do like six or seven things in one day. You're feeling good. And you go to Nigeria it's a different <laughs> Maybe, like, the first thing is different, man. And, and and when you first get back, because you're not achieving your goals, you can easily get like crushed, right? You start feeling like, man, what am I doing? Like, until you now adjust, you have to adjust your mind. And be like, okay. You know what? If I do these two things today, that'll be a very, that'll be a big win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your entrepreneurial journey, right? So, you uh you had a chance to to, to finish school here, did grad school, all of that, right? And yeah. you know, then what what sparked the decision to move back to Nigel? and what you've talked a little bit about the challenges but what was sort Mm -hmm. of the what what sparked that fire and you were like nah that's something i had to go do man and and how did you make the bold leap like you know what 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 gave you confidence to make that leap yeah
1: there were some steps there were some steps so um basically um the spark, I don't know if there was one thing you know how it is for for us here where we're always like, man, I want to go back to Nigeria, I want to do things, you know we always talk about it like there's no nigerian group you're in that nobody's talking about That's how they want to do things for I mean, are you talking
2: about mo right now who are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> every nigerian every, everybody knows what i'm talking about
0: i was like this guy's about. speaking my mind <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure most, I'm sure
1: most people can relate you know sometimes we, yeah 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 and then we look at Nigeria and you feel like oh man where, where, where do we start you know like everything seems so behind or whatever it is um for me then I was working with a company um called Rockwell, Rockwell Automation so what we used to do was we used to service um manufacturing plants in the US and so US, Canada and we had some projects in Europe and I don't know I think for me just looking at that, like going to manufacturing sites that were like in remote places, they you have to fly into the city and then drive like two, three hours in Nebraska or wherever it is you're going. And now seeing that a lot of the um, communities were built around the, what I say, the economy that the, the manufacturing plants were providing, right? So I think I did that for like Six years, and through that time, I was always just thinking, like, oh man, it'd be nice to do manufacturing in Nigeria. It'd be nice to do manufacturing in Nigeria. Like, like, we all know that we we need to like add values to our raw material. Blah blah blah. You you, you understand what I'm saying? So, my, my my main thing was like, how can I try and replicate what's happening here in Nigeria? Right. So that was if there was a spark, that would be the first thing, right? and you know the other things are just like you know yeah yeah your corporate job after a while you're just like what's the point what am i doing this thing for right like just like you're getting paid but sometimes you just want to do more than that right um and maybe now that i'm at this point of the journey and i'm looking back like maybe those two things were completely different so there's the nigeria i want to do something nigeria and now there's the I just want to bail out of this corporate system. <laughs> so the journey was now like, okay, after my main thing was engineering, alright, so if I want to do something in Nigeria, let me um, kind of go to business school to kind of round off my management skills. I chose Stanford because Stanford was like entrepreneurial. And I you know, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. So I did that and you know i was focusing on the manufacturing thing but i started realizing like i couldn't um really find information about the manufacturing industry right all the way from yankee right and me and my brother like i don't know we went back on one christmas and uh, when we go back and we're just joking like man i wish there was this website that you could also like find everything about nigeria like real quick like shop shop you know like <laughs> back, 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 you know <laughs>
0: like play like play (laughs) yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so that's how that that story started so i had i started the website then i went to business school so i i um did an internship i went to ghana worked at the factory thinking okay let me go to a country similar
2: to nigeria that had constant electricity that was what i was thinking something that, that that i've always been curious about is what was your re- your reception going back where you openly embrace with people look at you like uh this guy has a savior's mentality <laughs> uh because we've heard you know you need to know somebody in in in, in lagos and obviously going back you're essentially resetting uh yeah, fine, yeah, there's yeah. some ties from when you went to secondary school but those are loose ties what was that process like Man I mean it was interesting man <laughs> To say it lightly um,
1: So the good thing Is as you said Most of my secondary school links I still had a good network Right Um What else <laughs> Since I moved to Yankee in 2003 um, Like I've been Going back for home for Christmas Like consistently so I didn't really like. There wasn't like a cultural shock, really. The shock was more of a professional shock. Like because the first, the, the, this is the first time I'm working professionally outside of that U.S. corporate system. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, um it comes with different things. First thing is, uh uh you first have to understand, like, man, the way the the way people handle things are different. So similar to like keeping meetings or yo, know, that shit used, that stuff used to like piss me off. Like when you set up a meeting with someone and then they'll just cancel and tell you like, oh <laughs> you know,
0: there's
1: too much they, traffic they,
0: on Lekki especially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're annoying. things.
0: <laughs>
1: sometimes you you know, it's nice it's nice when someone cancels on you and tells you ahead of time and be like, Hey, okay. <laughs> hey man i don't think i'm going to make it too so let's reschedule this thing is it's worse when someone cancels on you and they tell you afterwards right <laughs> the worst one the worst one the worst one that that is even bad. the worst one is when someone cancels on you they don't even say anything you now call them and say hey man, i thought we're supposed to meet," and they act like Nothing happened. <laughs> You're in the south. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one <worst> story. <laughs> so, uh, all
0: right, man.
1: Uh, you, we missed. We are supposed to have a meeting, man. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. it. Oh, uh, uh, today? Yeah. Four uh, o'clock? Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, what uh, about tomorrow? Should we try it tomorrow? Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you, you bite the bullet again. You're like, okay, let's do it out soon. And then, yeah, yeah maybe around around three from like four <laughs>
0: from three to five it's, it's a loose yeah. suggestion it's, it's <laughs> a, <laughs> so, uh, yeah
2: and, and another thing that comes to mind is i feel artists have done more than i'd even argue uh like politicians except for mediba that put us on a global scale They've done more to actually share our culture and be ambassadors for everything that's, you know, uh, Africa and, you know, the uniqueness of it. I mean, uh, we've been locked in, you know, sheltered in place for the last two to three months. I'm watching Nigerian movies on Netflix. So a lot of Nollywood production. And I felt like the first wave was movies, you know, uh. Uh, over the weekend i saw living in bondage on netflix now so that that's in my <laughs> why do you say like view. why
0: you say like it's a winning movie <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you got you got to do the voice otherwise it doesn't work <laughs> and so uh I, I i think of these like uh uh people that are setting out to do this uh they're entrepreneurs because uh, they're helping themselves bro. improving our image on a global scale. Because before, you know, Nollywood movies, it was always like, save the African kids, uh, come donate to this foundation, yeah. and so on and so forth. Then it's like, wow, they got Bentleys in Abuja? What is going on? Then the perception start, starts to change. Perception starts it, to change. And music has, like, amplified it. Yeah, so man. What are your thoughts around Bro,
1: like it, it's it's um is how how I put it. So I agree that music and arts and everything are things that would um that are amplifying the culture and you know kind of putting us in a space where we can embrace our our identity, which is very important, right? Um, and not not as important as Africans in Africa, but just globally, like so that people of African descent are um, can embrace who they are and kind of proud of their culture. So music, you know, as is movies, plays, all that stuff pushes the narrative, right? Um, but at the same time, you know that that's the thing with any any tool, right? It can be used for good and for bad, right? So um you know what narrative are we pushing because sometimes when i when i watch like what uh, let me give you an example so whenever i come to the u.s right um people are like oh man that new x track is so sick or that new um Burnout boy uh, song or david o song blah 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 and sometimes this is might be bad this might be bad for me Sometimes I'm like, man, oh, that song is popping like that. I didn't know, right? Because maybe on, in, Niger, in Nigeria, like, I'm just seeing, like, so many different songs, right? And they all kind of sound alike, right? So even though, like, we're, we're getting, like, the good image um, and the songs are making us, like, embrace our identity and everything, there's also just a whole bunch of stuff that is out there that is just, like, man what is this about you understand what i'm saying like that's not it's not like pushing it's not pushing like a positive image or um or people everybody's just saying the same thing like because you're not, mo- we're not yeah. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah. moving the, the we're not moving things forward we're just saying the same thing because we know this works yeah so give them this kind of sound yeah or just you understand what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. Um, and the same thing, maybe with movies is like when you know, like I watch a lot of some Nigerian movies, and you see like the storyline is kind of similar, right? You understand what I'm saying? Um, so I'm just saying this in the sense of like, there's the there's the aspect that arts can move or push change, but there's also the part that the thing is just a tool
2: when I look at uh one of my favorite actors is familiar, L. Jackson. I think uh, he does one movie for award consideration and fifteen for the for the paycheck. So.
0: <laughs> that ratio is a little that ratio is a little more skewed. It's like one and twenty. <laughs> well,
1: we, we, we got we got bills to pay here. So I know I, know, I know, you know, I'm glad you said that because you know whether it's music, whether it's entrepreneurship, like one thing I know is like that's very important is income, man. Income is very important. The, the hard part is like there's no, nobody's telling you this is the formula, right? In fact, you're not, yeah, you're, you're even hearing, for the most part, you're hearing, you're hearing doubts now. At yeah. first, you have your own self doubt, and then there's now kind of reinforced by the, people around like maybe people that don't understand what you're doing or what you're trying so
2: that that's one one observation that that i've uh, noticed uh, and this is anecdotally is uh, as black male leaders we don't mentor each other in in, uh, a similar fashion than, than i would argue other communities do Uh, And and so so when you mentioned, you know, you're landing on a new continent and you have to figure out the blueprint, I I would imagine uh, there's a support system and a network that'd be like, you know, if you need to get this, hit up this. If you need to do this, hit up that. Versus you, like, uh, you land and you have to build the entire infrastructure while still trying to create a product. Why do you think we, we struggle with that?
1: Um I think it's I think it's trust man. Trust is a big part. Like you know the 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 uh, mindset here, at least in Silicon Valley is like, oh let's sit down, let's grab a quick uh, cup of coffee and talk about oh, laughing. Is laughing.
0: Is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty as charge. <laughs> <laughs> Let,
1: let's yeah. grab some coffee, blah 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 blah. Yeah, you get to Nigeria, what coffee are you grabbing? Nobody's grabbing coffee with you, man. Like so yeah. <laughs> um I mean you, you can seek people out and there are people that help, don't get me wrong. But it's harder, it's not as like free flowing. The information is not free flowing. People still still have a sense of um man, the information I have is my competitive advantage. So while I put you on when 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 you can just quickly catch up on what I'm doing, like I remember a friend told me, um, because I was complaining about the same thing when I first got back to Nigeria. I was like, man, it's so hard to like get people to give you advice, or even sometimes you just want to talk to someone thinking maybe they have a problem you're trying to solve, and you want to use it like a customer interview or something. Even then, it's hard to get people on the phone because they're like, what's in it for me, right? We have that. We have that mindset, like, what well, 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 was, was in it for me, right? So, um, I remember he told me that he had come, got, moved back to Nigeria maybe two years before, three years before me. <laughs> and I think it was finally at the point where his, the business started to make sense to him, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, nobody, like, gave him the bl- blueprint. So why should he now start creating a blueprint for songs Oh come and now it's... It, Yes. The market share that he has captured, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. uh, and I kind of understand where it's coming from. Like, you're like, I understand, like, I'm not just going to give you that information and then you just take my business out, which I don't agree. I think there's enough space for everybody, but some people have that personality. Like, well, if you didn't help me, why should I help the next person? Right? So, there, there are just a few people that maybe have that mindset of, like, hey, let's collaborate let's share information because we're thinking of um building something that's bigger than just the individual right but you have to find those people and then you have to connect with them and sometimes they're not just they're not just hanging around you have to go seek them out which is also a lot of work
0: i I think it's the a part of it is the way we were raised i think because i just (laughs) remember being in high school and it was like in any interaction in any exchange any sort of uh, transaction my goal was to not be fair not to make this an equitable exchange but how can i take advantage of this other person how can i use your head like if if i didn't use your head in our transaction even though it may have been fair then i didn't do the right thing that was always the mindset you know you'd be trying to make any kind of like whatever it was about food <laughs> provisions, whatever it's like. No, no, it can't be fair. I have to use this guy's head. So yeah. that that mentality is like. So someone coming to you saying let's collaborate, you're like, nah, he's trying to use yeah. my head. So let me, I'm gonna hold back a little bit and see <laughs> what know. it's about, yeah. or see how I can take advantage of him. And I think that that goes with us. Yeah. Uh, and like,
1: let, yeah. Let me ask you a question then. Where where do you think where do you think that that started? Like where did you learn that from? I agree with what you're saying, but. Do you I, have a sense of where it
0: started? I think it's just passed down, right? I think it's I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I think part of it is is the environment I was in. That's what ev- everyone else did, so I was like, "Well, I'm not going I'm not going to fall behind the pack." And that's what I have to do to survive. Yeah.
1: I think a lot a lot has to go back to our like schooling system, man. I'm just thinking of secondary school and Hey, man. Like that's probably what it is like. <clears throat> those systems were were oppressive. They weren't like. <laughs> 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 we're about to
0: go deep, y'all. Hold on, hold no, on, hold no. on, listeners. We're about to I'm go not- deep. I've been waiting for I'm this.
1: Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. See, I hear stories. You guys went to boarding house, right? Yeah. Okay. Me, I didn't even go to boarding house. I went to day school, right? And I know my experience in day school, right? So when I now hear the experiences about boarding house, I'm, it makes me sit and think. Like we're far removed from that, right? Let me put it like this: the first time I heard from a Nigerian that went to school in Nigeria, and she she told me that oh, the teachers didn't flog them
0: or beat them in school. I was like. What kind of school is that? You understand that, that school doesn't exist. That, that was, I don't believe that. that school doesn't exist. That was my mindset, bro. <laughs> like my mindset was
1: like, oh, that's not a
0: school. What what do you mean <laughs> they didn't beat you? Like, you
1: understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I'm looking back at that, like even for me to have that mindset like, oh, like chopping punishment all the time is normal, right? Or just sit down to pass this exam. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to use the concepts I'm reading here to like solve problems down the line. I'm just looking at, like, how am I going to like repeat exactly what this teacher has flogged it to me, yeah. so that <laughs> so that I can pass <laughs> some exam that doesn't even that is the teacher that grades the exam. Like the thing, you know, if you now look at the way we behave because if it's deep in our culture yes there's cultural aspect but if you look at how our business leaders behave our politicians and you say oh it's the politicians but then you look at the young people every and everyday man yes but it's <laughs> the same thing it, it, i think a big part is the educational system man like and changing yeah. so it's like almost like the generational thing because that it's and I mean, it's not only Nigeria. See, it here too. See, it in um, other places. But at least those people have the reason for their schools is to channel them into like a, into a job a manufacturing line, right?
2: Yeah,
1: Nigeria, would like
2: I, <laughs> you know. So. I, 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 and to add on to that, recently was having a conversation, and uh, uh, we got to talking about Nigeria, and uh, I mentioned that. One of the reasons I'd argue uh, Nigerians come into, you know, a a system like the United States and Excel at least first generation is we're we're like uh, brought up to be like our own government. You have to provide your own electricity. You have to build your own road. You have to put up your fence. You have to, you know, pay your own school fees. There's no free school. You, if you show up in the hospital without a check, you're going to be in the lobby until yeah, that money shows up. So, uh, yeah, so, I, so <laughs> I, I think you come up with that. Uh, I, I need to take what's mine. Yep. Because it's just scarce everywhere. And I, I think some of that is why, you know, we, we made transactions and be trying to, to, to one-up the next person. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just ingrained in us that, that Scarcity is everywhere Everything we You know You see around us Somebody actually Went out In the world And actually Hustled to bring it in
0: Yeah 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 So
2: uh, And when you, So when we show up In the US And it's like Ah no Electricity is constant Yeah yeah I can do that Hell (laughs) School I just need to show up Ah I'm going to carry (laughs) (laughs) this.
0: Yep. Let's let's pivot a little bit. So you talked about oppressive systems, um, and we have to talk about your book, right? Press play, play. music uh-huh. as a catalyst for change. That's the title of the book. Yes. Um, so the, the the book is about music. Yes, that is a central theme. Uh-huh. But you go in, in so many different. Uh, I don't. Not tangents. That's a wrong word. You use that as a as a launching pad to go mm-hmm. and talk about different things. Yep, Before yep, we go yep, into yep. those different directions, let's let's talk about music. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your connection with music?
1: All right. So um, main connection with music, I just like music. Possibly just like everybody does, likes music, right? It's like um, growing up in Ni- Nigeria, big time hip hop fan, right? So I was the guy that was, like, my, my brothers were already in the US, so I was the guy that I would like get the new CD first, like bring it out, like go look at all the names on the um, album booklet. Like
0: you who know, wrote the song? Who
1: who? Exactly. Who was the producer? Who got writing yeah, credit? Yeah, it. yeah. Make make tapes for my friend because I had like a disc man that could connect to like the tape. So you record it, make tapes for your friend. You know, when I look back, I think I remember when I was in J S two and what album came out? I mean, was it Tupac or something? there was an album that came out right and one of the seniors the ss3 girls. was like oh you're the one yeah the young guy with that um with the two-part tape and i was like yeah it was like okay make me one i was like ah this is how i'm going to make sure i'm not jumping <laughs> brushing this <laughs> you know I mean? so i mean so yeah different different connections then um when i was in primary school i used to play the keyboard like i was actually very i was good then i didn't stop right so i was on the choir Um, And then by the time secondary school came around, you know, started focusing on other things. Uh, But music was always just there. Then, you know, I was in the U.S. and undergraduate was Chicago. Chicago time, that was like the Kanye West time, right? So this 2004, through the wire, kind of like Kanye West was only on um, MTVU then. Right. So just like, oh man, shut down, you know. Um and then I started <laughs> learning about like how one one of my friends put me on to like, man, this kind is like just using samples from old songs. So I started going into that a little bit. So I now started learning more about sampling. And I think in um so I started messing around with making beats a little bit during um, using Fruity Loops. Um there's now FL Studio. But then stop that then go into like corporate, just grinding grinding corporates corporate life and you know as i was saying this part of the whole man okay i'm just here doing engineering stuff like science 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 i need to express in a different way so i started getting into like just watching youtube videos so this is like 2013 watching youtube videos of like producers making beats and i was just like man um i like to do that and i remembered one video i saw in particular was <clears throat> jesse Jags. you guys know jesse Jagz, right the um, nigerian rapper I, right i
2: sure
1: do yeah exactly so i saw a video of him making um a beat on like a keyboard that i had in my room right a similar keyboard and i remember watching that video and i was like oh man that's what i'm going to do like right away so i don't i remember setting that keyboard up and, and since then it's just something i've always done like <clears throat> making music making beats more like i use it you know i think i use it more for like therapy so it's just a way for me to get away you know you kind of have like a hobby so i just you know make beats and i've been doing it for like since 2014 sometimes i put music out i put it on soundcloud most times my beats are just on my Laptop, like external hard drives that don't. I just do it for like, like. Let me make things right now. So that's like the connection, and over time, in fact, that's it's from making music that it, that's what evolved to this book that I wrote. So I don't know if I should just go ahead and tell. Yeah, tell us about happened. the book,
0: the, the journey yeah. toward writing yeah. the book. But don't uh, I, Wmz knows some rappers that need beats, so check with us at the end. I I uh, I sure oh, man. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <No>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah walk us through the musical journey like uh the book writing journey so to speak yeah yeah I
1: so basically after business school i just towards the end i just like released like a mix mix mixtape during business school right so um i'm making some beats and this was first time i even tried to rap over some of those beats right so i got some of my classmates that were just like tired of like going to um marketing class or whatever, what 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 we're being, you know, just to sit down like start making beats. So uh, I met um no I met there was a guy that he's big into like um design thinking. So I don't know if you guys know this whole design thinking thing. So it's like being intentional about what you want to make, you know, bias towards action, whatever it is. So, you know, i'm when I was with making this song, my the usual way i kind of make music is like okay i just go with the flow i make the beat, and if i start mumbling stuff it's all good whatever comes out comes out right and he was like yo let's be more intentional like what do you want to say on this song like let's start with that and then work backwards and write something so so that process was very it was very interesting for me and i think once i graduated i was like right, i want to make another mixtape right but kind of using that kind of design thinking mindset of like, be more intentional. Don't just like make a whole bunch of beats and then eventually put out a mixtape. So this time around I was like, aye man, before I make this next mixtape, I'm going to write a short story, right? I'm like, I'm gonna write a short story and then I'll build the mixtape off this short story. So basically I start, I remember I went to the library I was looking trying to research how to write stories. And, man, I just went into, like, this rabbit hole of, like, learning how to write stories, like, the hero's journey, character building. So I'm doing this stuff, like, between here and going back to Nigeria. So, like, there was a time every Wednesday I would set up, like, one or two hours just to write. write. So I was writing this fictional story for, like, two hours. Why do I say two hours? Two years. So between... 2014, all the way, or 2016, all the way to like 2018. Then I stopped, then I kind of wanted to pick it back up, and I was kind of struggling on how to finish the story, right? So I told a friend, I was like, Yo, man, I'm writing this book, like, I don't even know what, I don't even know how I got here, basically. Like, I was supposed to just make this mixtape three years later, I'm writing this fictional story. And he was like, oh, man, he has a friend or a professor that teaches, like, this writing class that I should sign up. So I signed up for the class, um, and the, the professor had, like, a, he does, like, a 30-minute consultation, right? So I'm in Nigeria, uh, <laughs> there's no lights, you know how it is, and um, this um, Georgetown professor is, like, asking me, so, like, um you're writing a story, so I'm telling about the story I'm writing, and the guy's like, Yeah hey, man, tell me about like, the type of impact you want to make in your life, you know, and I was just like, what? Like, I didn't expect this conversation to tell you, oh, man, don't ask me about like, some deep uh, question like that, but, eventually, I started answering, mumbling, mumbling the way through, and a lot of it started coming back to music, and how the people I look up to are the people that have inspired change, so like, you know, Bob Marley, Fela Kuti, um, just people like um, the musicians I like are the ones that talk about social things. So like the roots, um, you know, common that kind of vibe, you know. So it was like, man, why don't you just go out there and interview some musicians and um and write a book about how music inspires change. And I was, and that's where, and so this was July 2000 and 2019. And that's where it started. So I just went so I started this class, and you know they'll guide you through how to write stories, um, put a book together, and I think my main thing I wanted to learn the process of publishing a book. So that's that was in my mind. I was like, let me just learn what I can learn from these experts, and then come back and finish my book. You understand? What
2: I'm saying? I, 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 I hear you. I, I, I want to understand your, your musical experiences. So, so uh, and we're, we're going to try out this. I'm going to call it a rapid fire segment. And you. All right? Tupac or Biggie?
0: Ask a Nigel boy. That's our segment. Ask a Nigel boy. Rapid ask fire. It, yeah. yeah. We're going to put you on a spot, <laughs> and you have to commit <laughs> and, to one answer. Damn, damn,
1: damn. That's not right, bro. <laughs> hey, but, you, but, got you got this. You got this. For that question, Biggie, because of the flow. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Nato or MI? Ah, uh, bros, why you do? Why? Why well, am I? Am I? Am I? Okay, okay. Uh that green or a do? Uh uh. wrong <laughs> with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you like...
1: gotta commit, uh, man. That green, cause the
2: guy's an innovator, you know. Okay, oh, okay. We're okay. gonna we're gonna take it back. Plantation boys or tribes. Ah! <laughs> <men? laughs> <laughs> <For sure>. Tribes, <laughs> tribes for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 last question is is Felai to go. Man, all
1: time man. All time, bro. Like man, so this Christmas I spent I went to the museum, the Kalakuta Museum. Um and that was actually the first place where so I interviewed Shion Kuti for the book. And um the first time I met him, I was I met him at the Kalakuta Museum, and then we like, man, I disturbed that guy. Like I was like, bro, I have to interview you for this. <laughs> and I, you yeah. Know, and, and, and I sent him a message on Instagram, and the guy responded randomly. And I'm sure I'm sure it was just like, man, this guy will go away at some point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, I did not go away, man. I was I disturbed him until the guy was like, bro, just come to my house, let's talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that that that's the and and you said, you know, uh in a uh uh I'm gonna I'm gonna call it like uh uh, change agents and music uh, and and one, you know, topic that's come up consistently is we see, you know, like uh, it, it like Diddy speaks on political issues, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you know, a vote is not for free, right? Yeah. We have two-faced in Nigeria that speaks around, you know, uh, politicians cannot take the youth for granted. Yeah. yeah do musicians need to take on this added role or do we just need to see music as art and not add like extra complexities to it
1: yeah yeah yeah. so that that was one of the main questions like in my book like does the musician have any responsibility a particular responsibility to like be driving change or whatever it is and i think as i the more i interviewed people like my my view changed because i'm one of those guys that i felt right from time i'm like Man, if you're gonna be putting stuff out there that influences people, let it be like good good stuff, like da da da, like let it you know, I'm if I hear something that is like I'm <clears throat> I'm quick to be like, man, what's this person talking about? Like they're not saying anything, right? I'm that kind of person, maybe because I like lyrics, but um the more I listen you know, I interview people, I was just like and there's no there's no like response what's your responsibility as your position where you are working you understand what i'm saying like what was my where's my responsibility as you know the person that was an engineer before now an entrepreneur like everybody has a responsibility right to do to try and be um do good to the next person but that's about it right like
2: but, but 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 don't don't you think since there are so few of us in these elevated uh, seats and positions, we all need to do more than what ordinarily uh, uh, other uh, races or individuals will be asked to take on.
1: Yeah, I think I think we have a responsibility to tell our stories, you know, and 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 treat people right and that's But man, everybody do your thing. Like, I can't tell that one person there that has risen that's like man but you're responsible for the entire this 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 you understand what i'm saying like my my views change about it. like and this is just where i'm at right now and, and so it's just like how who am i to impose like a responsibility on someone else like well like are we i think my main thing is more of like self-responsibility like embrace your own responsibility as a individual whatever you're doing right but just embrace the self-responsibility knowing that you can do harm or you can do good you understand what i'm saying I, yeah I, I
0: feel you on that because my take often when it comes to musicians public figures is and human beings in general you can't give what you don't have so mm-hmm. in terms of musicians if you are not self-conscious or maybe yep. that's the wrong word if you are not interested in those social Justice initiatives, for example, you can't all of a sudden just because you're a musician come out with sincerity and and staying true to yourself, come out and be a proponent for that. Like you can't give what you don't have. You can't fight battles that you don't believe in. And so, if you as a person, if that's who you are, then whatever it is you do, whether you are an entrepreneur, a a public figure, as a musician, then you can give of that, or fight that battle, or be that spokesperson, uh, and, and stay true to yourself. Now, should I'm we back. all do it? Yeah, we should all do it in our own way, fighting the battles we believe, educating ourselves on those things that we are passionate about. And uh, But just because you're a musician, I don't know that that puts the onus on you. And I'm a guy who believes that, you know, uh, or at least used to believe that Nas you know, held, carried more weight because he was who was kicking knowledge versus Jay Z, you know, that kind of a thing. I actually think that, mm-hmm. and I've grown in terms of my thought process. Speaking of, we got to ask you asking that your boy, Nas versus Jay Z, who would you pick? Bro, That different eras. You have to ask me when, like the time. Oh, man. So, like, before,
1: the- yeah, man. I'm sorry, I can't give you an easy one. I'm yeah. rap- not doing
0: Rapify again. So I- <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to trap me. Uh- no way. <laughs> my guy no one commit. i feel you on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah like it all depends now
1: i was on my you know when i'm on my in my hustling mindset you know jay-z when i want to be more introspective now yeah. so, you know, so yeah like i think the um the individual what i learned is the individual comes before the musician so as mm-hmm. you said if you're an activist um your music might just be and you can sing then you're going to use your music to push out the activist activism or if you're a writer if you're a poet or, or even a scientist whatever it is but if you're i mean if you look at someone like fella like man that guy tried to be president that guy wrote a, like this manuscript if you go to the museum you see like this long manuscript of what he thinks about you know women equality black empowerment um media on culture like he has this long list of his thoughts like of what he believes would make africa a better place right so uh, he says music is just the vehicle he uses to reach certain people like so he is a politician activist um and music just happens to be the way he knows that he can reach especially the masses right so if that person is not like that you cannot tell the person hey start start singing about this or that conscious that they might just be making music for therapy because they're trying to get through whatever they're getting through so you know i can't you can't currently can't impose anything on anybody
2: and, and if i mean one, one of our, our loyal listeners just said you know why why didn't we ask you davido or whiskey or burner so so we, nah, we got to bring nah, it to today
0: no nah, no nah, nah, <laughs>
1: that is easy Down nah, nah, is, is easy now burner for sure really <laughs> w- why <laughs> yo that got. look man see i've been i've been following burner since um i'm sure it maybe came out before that but when it came out i like to party right um, which was, what year was that? That was 2012, I don't know, 2012,
0: Christmas. I, I wish 2012. The crowd uh, Records, shout out. Huh?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember immediately seeing the guy, I was just like, man, this guy's different. Like, this is different from anything I've seen. His dressing, the tone of his voice, everything. And to see the journey, right, for, for ways, at now, like, African giant, um, he he does a good job like bringing the message, but in a like in a way that like is so man melodic. His voice and the rhythm. Obviously, his producers are involved and everything. But you know, like when I just listen to his voice, I'm like, man, the voice is different, man. And Kid and the video for sure, like they have their own different style too. But at this point, man, I think um i think we're, we're also like seeing like some type of talent that it's not every time we be seeing this type of talent like i'm you feel,
2: like, you feel like we're in the golden era of uh nigerian uh sound Afrobeat. ah uh, no no i don't know man <laughs> so, 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 so so another topic you guess. know when i talk to you know nigerians i feel like you know african music is very uh niger centric who are you listening to outside of like uh nigeria
1: oh outside nigeria like i actually listen to more rap than a lot of like nigerian music um so so okay we have burner boy like i'm listening to puti i listen to i'm listening to like for nigel show them camp right um outside of niger a lot of um Man, I I'll say like my last day. I just I just kept like Nipsey hustle.
2: I was just like on. Oh, we uh, keep, uh, the, shout out, shout out to the marathon uh, crew. Yep, yep, yep. Victory lap. Uh,
1: um, and then, um, what else? What else? Rhapsody. I've been listening to Rhapsody. The uh, she, yeah, yeah, she's yeah,
0: dope, yeah. Right, that's that Bro. girl on uh, Jay Z thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Rock nation, like exactly. yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, yeah, she, she yeah.
1: dope, man. Yeah. Yep. And then um, what else? Um, bandana. I've been listening to that Mad Mad Lib and um Freddie Gibbs, so I like yeah. that too. And then my guy just put me on onto like um
0: Griselda. Yeah i don't know
2: if you guys are into that stuff. you know that, that 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 that's
0: too fresh for okay, me all right. All right, man. <laughs> i haven't listened to Griselda yet give, give me give me, give all me, all all me right. six months give me six months all right, all right. So, then, so um kept up yeah. guys uh, um, one of our uh, that, one of our listeners is always uh, getting at us whenever we make fun of the migos because uh, we make fun of the migos on here sometimes uh, so, I, I, I'm going to ask for your, your professional opinion because you, you lay down tracks and you have a music background. Can the Migos rap? I'm not of asking if their not. beats are fresh. Can they rap? They can rap, bro. All
1: right, all right. Yo, man, that that's, you see, I, I'm with you with that. Like, I remember in, um, when I was still in Texas and they came out with that first one. Versace? Versace. Versace, <laughs> Versace do you remember that one?
2: And I was like, what the hell
1: is was this? What's this? Like they're just repeating Versace, like what? Like, like, uh, and at that, at that, point, we thought it was bad. We didn't know like how far this whole like mumble rap yeah, goes, yeah, goes. yeah Um, but when I look at it, it's like man, but this guy, they're kind of um innovating with their voice. Like, if you listen to like um the the jazz musicians, right, that play were good like listen to like helonius monk or all those guys like they were improvising and mm-hmm. like putting notes that didn't weren't supposed to be next to one another together and then try and make it make sense you understand like and what what they were doing to the ears of those people that were like listening for the first time it was very jarring like that's no music you understand what I'm saying so with the mid goes i, I I've taken this mindset that, man, they're probably maybe just doing the same thing with their voice. It's... Like, look at Future, man. That guy's doing something with his voice that I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Future Future has
0: an ear for rhythm. He has an ear for... I mean, he's a a song creator. He's talented. Yeah, 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 yeah. So,
1: I don't... It's not like I sit down and listen to a lot of Migos, but... I I don't like um, hit on their sound at all. Like I think they they're doing their thing, man. You know.
2: Nifemi mean, since uh, you you cross the intersection of innovation, music, and business, right? And there was this interview I recently saw from Daniel uh, Elka, CEO of Spotify, and he said artists are struggling because of COVID nineteen. He he mm-hmm. mentioned that eighty percent of the revenues that artists make come from touring, Touring, how do you see music surviving if this pandemic continues, do you think it's going to impact the art form since uh, people cannot make a living, are you concerned around that or do we need to start thinking of other models for people to make money besides packing a stadium in Lagos uh, Mm or, you know, a Nikon stadium with 10,000 people?
1: exactly it has to change man it has, it to, has change. to change like i was just reading this this book um that someone that was in my writing class also wrote about music called superfan and she's talking about this whole thing about how um you know when napster launched in 99 like record sales just started going down from that point all, all the way to 2011 like that whole mp3 mp3 just disrupted the whole thing and with the internet sharing and everything right so it became the model changed from people were um using tours to promote their albums so they'll go on tours they'll go on speaking tours but the main thing is to say hey go back out and buy this album right but it seems like things have switched now that people are releasing albums to try and get people to go to tours right so um obviously things have changed and She's making the argument that the cost of things changing again. And she was even saying this before COVID, right? Because, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there are all these platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. It seems like consumers are more um, in love with the products than the music itself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they're people like the product more than they actually like the music because the music now is almost just accessible. But if I told you, hey, hey go and buy music, like, man, when, when I can just Spotify and recommend it for me, like, now nah, cool. Like, so, even Joe touring, touring is down, there's still a lot of revenue that doesn't make it to the end to the creator itself, right? So, before covid I even feel like that there needed to be a shift, right? So now that there's COVID, that people can't go to concerts, maybe it just make it faster. Although I have no idea what direction, um, what direction go. I think if anything, if the the more musicians can connect directly with their consumers, the better. So, the, the you know, Mike Jones, call me up.
2: you touch upon other themes in your music uh in your book besides music can you expand on some of that i
1: yeah yeah so um so i was trying to break down you know some of the main concepts or the things that we can use music for as listeners and as music makers right so um and I used albums as case studies. So there's a um, chapter called Empathy Building, right? So you know how it is to build solutions to solve problems. You have to have a good amount of empathy for the people that you're building for, right? So um, I was talking about how music can help you build empathy through storytelling. So I used um, I used three albums. I used um, Kendrick Lamar's um, To Pimp a Butterfly, um, J Cole's Forest Hill Drive and Rhapsody's last album Eve as just case studies, right? So one was the Forest Hill Drive was while I was in business school, I could relate what well to what J Cole was saying because of what I was going through. So empathy, right? And then the um, to paper butterfly like is back to this whole thing of uh, how we are trapped by our environment. Um, you know the whole thing. Um, Kendrick Lamar is talking about how the environment, the institutionalized environment that I grew up in is like the cocoon and, you know, his artistry that is flourishing is the um, butterfly, right? And then, you know, they're thinking about how do you pimp a butterfly, same way, like how do you pimp the outcome, right? So it's, um, it's comes back to like, you know even with my entrepreneurial journey you or even let's go as far as writing this book you do get validation when you see the outcome when people see your book they're like oh man you're, you wrote a book or when you have a big business oh, you have great you change things but when you're going through the journey nobody really, nobody really um people aren't thinking that way right so um it's just one concept is you know building empathy another concept is um how musicians use um their music to distribute information truthfully right so i call them truth tellers so lot talking about the nigerian government even so Joe, he was not supposed to be talking about it so how musicians can act act like journalists basically um another one is um musicians as historians talking about like um how their music is a way for documenting what's going on and it then becomes like a historical reference. You know how, for me growing up, I didn't know about some of these guys until I heard Fela singing about them, right? And if the music wasn't there, I don't know if we have that good of a historical news thing to tell us what's going on. So when I hear Fela's music, I'm like, man, this stuff is still going on and this is what he was talking about in 76, you know? So... Uh, music um, helping us to understand where we're coming from in a way to help us think about the future and then from a music maker's point of view is um um you know i talked about therapy which i use it for and just a way to open your mind and more importantly is helping you um, to to feed your curiosity right So, so i think the main thing to be able to move forward with, you know, bring your ideas to reality or trying to achieve things is to to go with, like, this mindset of exploration, right? Because nobody knows the future. So um, how can, you know, music for me has been a way for, you know, when I sit down to make a beat, I I have no clue what's going to happen. But, you know, I just go with the flow and then something comes out of it. So it helps dealing with that obscurity of, like, Hey, the journey might not be paved, but at least you know take the first step. And I think that's the main thing that you know we can use to kind of move people to. If we can empower people to feel like they can make change, and we can get people working together, I feel like we can make huge developments in our communities and even just on a global scale. So th- th- those are the kind of things I was talking about in the book.
0: On that, on that subject, the All subject right. of helping our community, using music somehow as a tool to, to inspire change. And in light of what's going on today, right, recently there have been um, a lot of um, uh, black folks involved in, in in controversial situations where there were officer-involved deaths, where, you know, uh, white people calling the, the, the cops on black people for nothing. Um, all yep, those yep. things you know they, they they bother me they they move me they make me angry they make me frustrated and 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 what are your thoughts as far as you know your thoughts as far as music and whatever role music can play in sort of helping solve this problem and you kind of know what the problem yeah. is, it's the elephant in the room yeah,
1: um, yeah 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 i think um so so i think to answer the question directly, um, music can definitely be used to raise the human consciousness, right? And I think that's the direction we have to go. Like when we when we see what's happening in the US, right? The racism, right? And we have all uh, experienced it. So there's no like there's no there's no um oh man, let's not talk about it. whatever it is. like we know this thing exists, whatever it is, whether it's you're walking down the streets or in your corporation, even the nicest suit person can um, you know, you, you feel this thing in different ways, right? Um, and for me, I've had different approaches to, you know to think about it even going back to nigeria that was part of it i remember in 2016 when i was about to leave to go back to nigeria that's when there was this video of um philando castell um with the child in the back and i was just like man this shit is too much man you understand what i'm saying like um I'm, I'm and it's the same response and the painful part is when it's the the same people the people that are supposed to, supposed to be protecting you are the ones that are doing some of these things right so that's the jarring part right and when i think about the whole thing you know i've been in situations where i've been in institutions or companies where maybe i'm the only black person right and there's this there's this thing that you know a lot of like white people will be like oh tell tell us about your experience right or um and those and those in fact those are even the ones that want to hear right at least at least then try you understand like tell me about your experience <laughs> at least they're trying to ask right um and uh, I think I'm just at the point where it's like man why do I do I need to keep telling you do you understand what I'm saying like we see what's happening like it has been happening for centuries man and for you to say someone should educate you about it like now nah, you need to educate yourself right so um the way i see it is the two it is like a, a double approach like we as africans the african diaspora like we first need to get right man we need we need to like work on ourselves make sure we're set including our motherland to make because at the end of the day if they treat you anyway, it's like, oh, you have to be here. You can't go anywhere. But if, imagine, for every black person that was mistreated in the world, some African countries, like, man, y'all come back. Can you imagine the difference, like, how that would be a different mindset? So it's like, we first need to focus on the our, ourselves, right? And then the second aspect is like, the people that are using this oppressive system um the, there's a spectrum right of people that they understand the oppressive system they are in they're perpetrating it they're even using it right effectively and you know sometimes if you know those people here, it's good to know where you stand then they're the ones that you know then maybe they're not racist explicitly but the, the system kind of works for them so they're not going to say anything right and for me those are the people like if I can make a change it would be with those people like um being like hey man this system we see that it works for you like and we've seen things over and over that shows that it's working for you like as a human being don't you want to change this you understand what I'm saying like that. That's where I keep going back to. Like,
2: you're you're spot on because uh, it took me back to 2016 because uh, Ahmad uh, uh jogging and you know we just um, paid uh, memory uh, uh, respects in by you know either walk in for 2.23 miles mm-hmm. and uh, you feel like, okay, we've moved uh, beyond that Then, and, you know, the incident in Central Park uh, with Amy Cooper and, you know, on the hills of that, you see George Floyd and when you feel like, okay, we've learned and we've evolved as a society, uh, incidents like this bring you back to the reality that we're very much in the, in the thick of things and... Yeah. You know, I, I spent, you know, the last uh, 72 hours thinking, like, how can we move beyond this? Cap was kneeling down uh, in 2015, to 2016, and it was such a big, and we're still having those conversations, you know, today. And is it, you know, is it allyship that we need to, like, you know, get other folks that do not look like us to, to help uh, uh, be, uh, you know, uh, speakers and, you know, carriers of, the, of, of this uh, injustice? Is it, you know, uh, getting the right people in government? Uh, or I, I I saw the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh he does this cooking show uh, where he travels all over the world. I forget his name. Tony. Uh, his last name is going to come to me in a minute. And he was in Lagos. And I remember one of the speakers uh, that they interviewed said, "You know, black people will not be respected in the world until we build a world class country and a world class city." And uh, and you know, I remember that 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 point. You know, when everything you know uh, you know started unfolding again, and it's like. Do we need to show that, you know, in Africa, we can actually build uh, an economy, sustain ourselves, similar to what we've seen, you know, in Europe, similar to what we've seen in, in China? And do we need to do that to sort of gain the uh, the, the admiration and respect that we need? Or is it like because if our culture is so loved and adored that the people behind the culture are not treated as such, it's just baffling and yeah. it's exhausting it's tiring and you know we're gonna march but I even after the March I'm not confident that this is not gonna happen six months or one year no, from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I yeah.
0: think I think the I think every nation has it's the uniqueness uh, uh to its own history of racism and injustice and inequality and the u.s is unique in its in its own way and i find it hard to speak on inequality worldwide as far as uh black folks but in the u.s i think the approach is multi-pronged it has to be policy it has to be protests it has to be uh having an argument or some sort of uh, way of reaching out to people who are not black to get them to see our point of view i think mlk and i'm no i'm no M- i'm no mlk expert so to speak but you know you get the impression that he approached things from every every angle right he was trying to make policy changes he was trying to to uh enlist passive supporters of the cause to become active supporters right and at the same time he was out there marching and protesting so i think specifically in the u.s that kind of approach is what we need now you know we're almost past the point where we can't just say we're going out there to march we gotta make policy changes which means voting for people who will enact policy that matters to us and will help combat the injustice you know fighting for uh, people to get into office who who respect what you think um, you know harassing your legislators about those things um, people like us quote when I say us people who who are informed and educated stepping up and taking on that mantle so I think those are the things that are are, are next in terms yeah. of making change It would help if we saw some justice uh, meted it out to some of the people who perpetrate these things that would go a long way in sort of being a first step so um yeah it it hurts um but there's a lot of work to be done
1: yeah it's i mean like i think one of the questions i've been asking myself ever since i wrote the book because i was going into a lot of like inequality and you know colonization let's not forget about that aspect and you know colonization from slavery and everything and Man, the, the question is, like, how do you really become, like, a real, like, revolutionary, right? Not 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 in a egotistic way of, oh, you want to be a revolutionary, but in a way of, like, I really want to make change, right? So, you know, people have different approaches, as you said, protesting. I think about myself, I'm not the kind of person that wants to go out there and start, like, protesting. I've done it before, so I'm not, I want to be like, oh, let's all go marching, right? Sometimes you think you'll... You know I've, I've been around people it's like they're like the way is economics right get your paper up and you know start investing in things or yeah. whatever it is but then you know you think about like any way you get that too, so whether it's corporate or whatever it is are you, are you really doing it the right way because you can go up and then forget what you really wanted to do in the first place right so when you finally get that cheddar you're the goals are now different you're so disconnected from what's happened you know so it's like man how do you find the right way and i I don't know the i don't know the answer but it's something i'm thinking about a lot now
0: yeah maybe the answer is that all of us can't do everything right so you gotta find your purpose your calling your sphere of influence and 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 fight that battle there and like my like, uh Wemsy's guy Will Smith said, "Build one 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 brick at a time till you build the wall." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> getting jiggy, man. Hey, <laughs> no, they say Wemsy looks like Will Smith. You he never heard that one before. <laughs>
1: nah, no, I've heard that before. <laughs> but I got his
0: smile. <laughs>
2: We need to make this a video podcast, so uh, you know, no, my 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 fans can, can see can see me get 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 <laughs> get with it.
1: Yo, yo, your, your YouTube channel is crazy, man. I like all that content. What up, I man? Keep
2: doing it, dog. <laughs> 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 ah. But, but uh, uh, you know, uh, as we, we love to do on this podcast, uh, we, we like to delve in between, you know, some heavy and lighthearted topics. Uh, and, you know, just we, we hope to, you know, have less of, uh, you know, the heavy handed conversations, but uh, it is a reality of where we are. Uh, granted, uh, uh, music is one way to actually make a change. But uh, uh, I think the call to action is uh, everyone listening to to this podcast, let's identify what strengths you have. So if you're in a community where you can uh, run for city council or you could volunteer, let's do that. Uh, I I think we're beyond the stage where, you know, folks are on the sidelines and we're not, quote unquote, our brother's keepers. Uh, In order for some of this narrative to change, I think collectively we need to hold each other's hands because uh, when we stand singularly, we're easily uh,
0: taken down. Yep. Yes, yep. sir. Yep. If, I mean, this dope. has been dope, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, uh sure. This was sure. one of our more fun podcasts. I thoroughly enjoyed myself.
1: I'm um, glad. I'm glad. And,
0: and uh, we don't say this about everyone, but you're welcome to join the show anytime, bro. Ah,
1: for sure, man. Hey, check your LinkedIn. I might just shoot you another one. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure.
0: So, so uh, <laughs> it, it's important. It's important. It's ending, bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. Touche, touche. Yeah. So, how can people um get a hold of you? Like where can they get the book from?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What
0: is your your social media handle? How can people stay in touch? See some of the dope stuff that you're up to?
1: Yeah so um uh, first just nip me um mainly on linkedin that's like my main way like i put stuff out there right um you know you know um uh, also pa on linkedin uh, you could go to the website also kpa kpa kpa.com it is nice when you say it just like that you know what i mean K- um, kpa
0: times 3.com you exactly, got it yeah. Yeah.
1: Easy um, for the book, you know. You can get the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, what else? Uh, but mainly Amazon, man. Um, so press play, music as a catalyst for a change. You know, order your copy, um, and I'm very eager to have people to um, read these ideas and just you know move move the conversation forward, as um, you said. need to move from thoughts to kind of action and that's kind of where i'm trying to try to head at myself you know so um if i have more people that have or think in the same way maybe through my book i like to like link up with them either through linkedin or anything try and make try and make things happen you know
0: we're all on that journey of uh, uh moving thought to action and uh support a brother and pretty soon there's going to be an audiobook version out and Whemsy, aka will smith will be will be voicing that audiobook
1: hey 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 hey.
0: (laughs) bro that's actually starting
1: very soon so you know i I might i might need like that trailer voice
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes sir it's the Vigia Headmaster Podcast we appreciate you listening tell a friend to tell a friend
2: one one love Uh, all of our listeners go on Amazon and buy uh, press play Uh, it's gonna be a bestseller Uh, uh, congrats on all your uh, your your efforts and trying to change the world to music bro Uh,
1: thanks bro thanks bro Thank, thank you guys for having me and I really enjoyed this conversation it was dope